595 in the middle of the night just to see you and i would say for goodness sake could this car go faster i'd curse things in between that slowed me down you were home talking to me on the phone saying patience makes this last year and you were cool as you could be hello hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. This is Angelo coming at you as always, and of course, I am joined with my best friend and co-host here, Mr. Brandon Robertson. What's up, dude? Yo, yo, you tell me, my brother, what's going on? Nothing, man, just, uh, you know, doing our thing, getting ready for another uh, exciting episode here. We've got some uh, cool things that we're gonna be talking about with uh, a cool-ass dude from a cool-ass band, and that's kind of like our, our theme, I think, so. Uh, sticking to it, so really excited about this. Uh, we're we're actually right now recording this uh, in the AM, and we're we're used to doing this uh, later in the evening. So it's kind of cool to, to yes. have the sun shining. Way different feeling. Yeah, I feel like energetic actually. So um, I think this is going to be good. So uh, everyone, please help me in welcoming our guest here for episode 26. I'm super excited to be talking to him. We have Dave. From May, Dave, what's going on, brother? Yo, Dave. Hey guys, how you doing? Fantastic, Dave. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, kind of changing it up from your the way you guys are used <laughs> to and meeting up with me in the morning. I'm I'm actually even an hour earlier than you guys are. I'm based out of Nashville, so I'm oh okay. So it's just a uh, it's just a little bit after 9 a.m. as we're having this interview so i appreciate you taking the time this morning well thank you i know uh may's got some stuff going on here in 2017 so you guys are probably really busy and we're gonna dive into a lot of that here uh in this episode with you so thank you for your time um i'm definitely excited to talk to you uh dave may is a band that i've been listening to uh for a lot of years so this is pretty exciting for me from a fan perspective but like I mentioned, I think that the band has some stuff going on here early in 2017 and throughout the rest of the year. So we're going to kind of get into some details here with you uh, in a little bit. Before we dive into the band, I like to kind of just talk to the person from the band a little bit and see what's going on. So, Dave, bring us up to speed. How's 2017 been treating you so far? So far, 2017's been great. Uh, I just got back into town uh, here in Nashville a I think a week ago today or a week ago tomorrow. And, um, I go home every year for the holidays and spend it with family and friends. Yeah. And, uh, the Where's rest home? of uh, uh, Virginia beach, Virginia. Nice. Ah, yeah. I grew up right on the coast, which, you know, obviously live in Nashville now being landlocked. It's a little different. <laughs> but that's it, a place uh, to be for music though. Yeah, exactly. That's why I've been here. I've been here for six years now. Nice. And um, uh, May had a few shows up in the Northeast. We were supposed to have three shows. It uh, was reduced down to two because of some winter weather. I uh, saw the picture on social media. That was no joke. No, I'm sure there was over a foot of snow wow. um, where we were. We played Philadelphia and New York City, and then we had a third show scheduled at asbury park new jersey yeah um there on on the jersey shore and uh because of the snow that got canceled but uh 
playing shows and uh, spending time with family in December, January was like, you know, a really good way to end the year and to get prepped for what I assume to be a very exciting and busy 2017. So hell yeah, it's good to be back. And I'm talking to you from my studio. So it's good to be back here in a creative space and getting ready for uh, work, both, you know, to pay bills sometimes <laughs> and creative and, and to get into it. So yeah, it's 2017 has been uh, pretty good to me so far. Awesome. Glad to hear it. I, I'm, I'm digging 2017 as well. 2016 was a rough year for a lot of people, it seems. Um, so it's always nice to get a fresh start and a new perspective on life. So I'm glad to see things are going well. Uh, Dave, what music are you jamming to right now? Anything uh, new like on your uh, iPhone or anything like that that you're kind of digging right now? Sure. Uh, I'm always, always trying to find out, uh, you know, where the new music is, uh, whether it be super popular or underground indie. Um, I really love the new John Legend record. It was Ah, uh, produced by Blake Mills. Uh, He was in the band Dawes. uh, Oh, yeah. Produced the last Dawes record, produced the Alabama Shakes record. Oh, uh, nice. Sounding Color. Yeah. from last year, the 1975 record, I listened to that quite a bit. Love that, uh, the the first one, uh, their first album, correct? The, uh, this is their second. Oh, the, you're talking about the second one. Yeah, 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 like the white the white one, not the black one. I can't remember the name to it. It's a long title, isn't it? Yeah, in fact, uh, it was the longest titled uh, Billboard number one debut Ever? of all time. Really? Yeah, that, that title's got like probably 15 words or so to it. It's something about, I like when you sleep or yeah. you are so beautiful yet unaware or something. And you uh, almost have to do like breathing exercises before you say it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a long one. It takes a memorization that I <laughs> don't have to tell you what the title of that record is. Uh, the lead singer of 1975 produced, uh, this artist, uh, by the name of the Japanese house. Yeah. Uh, been listening to her quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to think what else have I been listening to lately? Uh, the new Barcelona record that came out late last year. Okay. Uh, the guys are good friends of ours. We've toured together and they put out a record called basic man. Um, I'll have to check it out. I haven't heard it. Yeah. It's a great record for sure. Awesome. Is there any albums coming out in 2017 that you're super excited to be hearing? I, I, I know there's a ton of music slated to come out in 2017, um, and again, I think that, you know, even May might be having some music coming out in 2017, which we'll talk about here in a couple minutes. But any any albums dropping this year that you're looking forward to? Well, just to shamelessly plug uh, something else I've been working on, there's a band uh, called Constellations, and they are based out of Nashville. They're uh, some good friends of mine. I produced a five song EP of theirs. Uh, in the summer and fall of last year and uh, they are the band that will be opening up for us when we play uh mr smalls in your neck of the here in march and they'll be on the dates that may's playing they were on the shows that we performed uh, in january awesome yeah i saw um, some of that i was curious to see if uh if you had anybody coming with you in your march dates um so constellation right that's who who it's going to be yeah constellations uh plural thank you yeah uh and they're great. They're sort of like an indie rock, sometimes mellow, sometimes aggressive. As far as bands that uh, maybe may 
fans are familiar with, I would kind of compare them as a young blend of old Copeland awesome. and, and yeah, Amber I love Copeland. Maybe. Who was the second band? I heard Copeland and who? Amberlynn. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And, yeah. And those guys, they're done now, right? They they uh, they uh called it quits uh, about a year or two ago, Amberlynn, didn't they? Yeah, they did like a full-on world uh, farewell tour. And, um, you know, they they were a band before May was a band. And yeah. May's going close to 15 years now. So Yeah, congratulations I- on that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, it it feels good to sort of have put it, you know, to rest for a little while and bring it back up and see that people are still very, uh, you know, interested in seeing what new May is going to sound like and, you know, and celebrating old May. And uh, uh, it's a good feeling to have establish something that is sort of got a momentum all of it to its own. But I know that Amberlynn had that, too. And uh, it's a good thing for them to take some time to rest and spend time with family and focus on other personal endeavors. Uh, but it is a good thing to have a, a strong fan base that you can rely on even when you want to take breaks and, and uh, focus on personal stuff. It, it is really actually impressive um, to, to see the kind of following that May has established throughout, you know, the last decade and a half. Uh, you guys released, honestly, uh, I've been posting on our social media for Spinning Thoughts, just some timeless music. I mean, when I was getting into you guys when you were out in like the early 2000s I was kind of leaving high school going into college and and the Everglow was an album that just blew my mind and still I mean I just can't stop listening to it so that's why you know on a personal level I'm just so stoked to be talking to you because uh, your music has inspired me as an artist for a while um, and I'm glad to see you guys getting back into a groove of things Um, so let's make that transition let's talk a little bit about what's going on with May so um, the, the first thing I want to talk about, Dave, is you know, anytime I chat with an artist from a band, I do my best, even if I feel like I know them from a fan perspective. I try to do my best to do some research and acquire the best understanding as to where they are right now. And I don't know if it's just ignorance on my end, but it seems like there's a little bit of like of a cryptic approach. Um, I, I can see that there's stuff going on. But I have a lot of questions about what's going on. So, for example, you go to your Facebook, you look in in your about section, you have the link to your website, whatismay.com. And when you go to that, surprisingly, it, it was a different experience than what I you may normally see from like a band's website. So it takes you to this light, right? It, it's titled Light, a multi-sensory aesthetic experience, which is where the band's name came from. Uh, in VR. So what is all that? Can you bring me up to speed? Because I love VR too. I'm I'm a, a huge fan of VR. So tell me what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, uh, the band made does stand for multi-sensory aesthetic experience. It always has. Uh, I met our drummer Jacob back when we were both in college, up freshman when he was senior, and. Uh, he was studying the effects of uh, sound and light and color and beauty, uh, what makes people perceive beauty the way that they do. And yeah. what's beautiful to you might not be beautiful to me. Or if it is, then why is it beautiful to both of us? And is that uh, by definition what aesthetics is? Yeah, exactly. Aesthetics is, is sort of uh, like the definition of what is beautiful, um, what is what is moving, what is uh, aesthetically pleasing. 
and um and so i was i was just incredibly passionate about music when i was a kid and the way that music affected me was very much in line with what he was studying uh in college and so uh, our our friendship was uh, immediate and uh, and and deep and so even though may's been a band that can just at times write a pop song and put it out there into a space and and have people sing along and and sometimes we can get conceptual right. very loosely with a record like the everglow um you know which is just full of pop songs but we kind of put them in an order and right. put some artwork together to make it uh this seamless sort of conceptual loose conceptual idea and uh we we've always uh sort of had this goal of what is possible when may can provide a multi-sensory aesthetic experience uh for our fan base and um as we've taken time uh, away from you know being a band full-time I've moved to Nashville and I've set up my own studio and I've, I've been producing and working with other artists and scoring and, uh, you know, uh, doing stuff for film and television. Is that through Cell like Records? Is that, is that, is that what you are utilizing to accomplish some of these projects? Uh, no, not really. Uh, Cell Records at this point has just been a label that May has used uh, since 2000 and nine when yeah. we became free agents we were uh, a band on tooth and nail records for a period we were also on capital records and then after that we had established our own sort of understanding of the music business yeah. and our own network and our own sort of passion as to why we wanted to keep putting music out there so we uh, were also interested in labeling ourselves and, and kind of taking away that middleman at, at times and uh so cell records has really been really just a, a pet project for may um but um as far as uh getting back to like this this vr concept right, yeah uh our 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 drummer jacob he's been living in brooklyn for the last several years and uh he's uh managed a few artists he's um been responsible for uh behind the scenes for some amazing projects for example there's this thing uh every year that meets at uh, Central Park in New York City called Global Citizen uh, Festival and the idea is that you are involved in community services uh, to sort of build a point value that allows you then to have a, a access to go to a concert so you don't buy a ticket oh, with wow. money you buy a ticket with your community service and how fantastic out, out of the gate it was just super successful they had like Foo Fighters and uh band of horses and i think the black keys the first year i went a couple years ago and saw coldplay and beyonce and pearl jam wow and uh a few other artists so it's it's been really cool he's he's just been uh developing some really great relationships and uh in april of last year may went over to israel and performed the first ever uh virtual reality synced live concert uh, at, at the Tower of David in Old City, Jerusalem. So yeah. basically, wow, dude, that's insane. Uh, pe yeah, people were in this, you know, several thousand year old venue where uh, when you got there, May performed and we performed this this musical uh, instrumental piece called Light uh, with our friend Tim Fain, who is a uh, composer and violin. And uh, everybody took their smartphones, put it into a 
a VR finder, uh, a viewfinder that, you know, was supplied uh, by the sponsor that we were working with. And, wow. Um, you have to have a good, uh, strong Wi-Fi in a, <laughs> in a place like that. But there were about 750, 800 people who uh, all experienced this uh, virtual reality experience that was synced to the live music that we were performing. So um, it was the first time that it ever happened. Uh, it was really exciting for us. And that it was truly a multi-sensory aesthetic experience, sort of uh, in line of what we've done in the past, but uh, because of technology and relationships and uh, resources, we were able to get into a place like Old City Jerusalem at the Tower of David to perform this experience. Yeah, how incredible. It. That is We've performed it a few times since, and, uh, you know, there, there's an aspect of May, if you've been a fan for a while, where you are expecting, you know, a club show where... We perform songs, you know, uh, throughout our catalog of records, and uh, you might be totally satisfied with that. You might have seen a May show in the past where we gave you 3D glasses at the door, and we had a, a rainstorm with real rain and wind that happened in the middle of a club show experience, and now we've kind of taken it a step further. And That's amazing. Uh, you know, VR is definitely a, a, a trend that's on the rise, and uh, if you watch TV for an hour especially uh, in America, I'm assuming, actually, because I've traveled in some places overseas, that VR is, has been a movement in, in some of the Asian countries uh, yeah. a little bit longer than it has been here as well. But if you're used to seeing uh, these you know, commercials for Samsung VR and PlayStation right. VR and Oculus, et cetera, um, May's trying to get into that space, too, where we can put out a traditional song or a song that is less traditional as far as you know, what you're used to hearing from May and have it accompanied uh, with a virtual reality experience. Uh, music videos are still, uh, you know, uh, a medium that, that artists use to get their music uh, out there and exposed. Uh, we haven't done a music video in seven or eight years. Yeah. And so to have done a, a virtual reality experience for our fan base, you can just go to our website and check it out. Uh, if you don't have a, a viewfinder then you can just watch it in a normal mode right and if you do have a viewfinder you can use your smartphone um to have a virtual reality experience but that was a a new piece of music that we wrote specifically to go over to israel and perform the synced virtual reality concert and um it was it was just really groundbreaking for the band and uh you know established a new way for us to consider putting out art and music and um it's groundbreaking really at least from my perspective like in general everywhere I mean, I, this yeah. is really exciting to be honest with you and and for me i think it fits perfectly um with what may has consistently been doing for you know the last 10 15 years so what, what else can we expect from this project this virtual you know reality project well, that's a great question. Um, you know, we wear different hats at different times. Um, so this was specifically for uh, an event that happened over there in, in uh, Israel uh, that we were a part of. Uh, but then again, we'll be looking to perform light. That's the name of the VRP. So we'll be looking to perform light when we play regular club shows here in the future. Right now, uh, we're gearing up to release our uh, very first song, like traditional May song with lyrics and vocals and melodies, uh, vocal melodies, 
since 2010, I believe. Um, right. And uh, when we play shows here in March, uh, that new song is the song is called "Our Love Is a Painted Picture." Yes. And, uh, that song will be released uh, well before we hit the road in March to play our our shows. Awesome. So it's it's quite possible uh, that we'll have a virtual reality experience to accompany. Um, this new song as well. And if we don't have it by March, we hope to have it sooner than later. And if it doesn't work out for this particular song, there is plenty of, uh, well, there are plenty of made demos that I've been working on. Uh, and I've had a chance to work on with the guys over the last several years that are all just, uh, you know, just a, a few extra sessions in the studio away from being completed. And I know that there will be virtual reality in May's future with new music as well. Awesome. Um, so we're just trying to figure out, uh, you know, virtual reality is definitely um, uh, sort of an intrusive experience. It's, a, <laughs> it's something that you really have to, uh, you know, sort of commit your whole self to. And uh, to see that happen in a club setting is something that I'm really interested in. And I also want to make sure that people that, that uh, want a more traditional, uh, you know, may experience as far as a live show goes, that they're, then they're not going to be missing that, but right. we're, we're definitely looking to do something new as we uh, back out there and start putting out new music and new content here in 2017. Well, Dave, let me ask, um, because I'm, I'm new to this virtual reality thing. So I do, <clears throat> excuse me, own a, um, a gear VR for Samsung. Yeah. Um, and I have been kind of fiddling around with it for a little bit. And I did get to see, are you familiar with the band Umphreys McGee? I'm not sure. They are a, a jam band, um, uh-huh. pretty popular in the jam band community, which is not necessarily my bag, but, um, I did get to see a virtual reality concert of that, you know, 10 minute clip of, uh, of them. And it was, uh, you know, where you're kind of standing at the very front and you're able to rotate and see the entire stage and everybody on it and the crowd and everything else. Tell me how what you're doing, because um, that's kind of the idea that I have as of right now. It's the only thing I've ever seen. Um, it, can you kind of explain what a viewer would see within their virtual reality, you know, headset that they're looking at when they're watching May perform light? Yeah, absolutely. I think what you're talking about is a VR experience where it's as if you are at the show watching the band perform live. Yes, sir. And this is more like, uh, I would say light. It's sort of like a iTunes visualizer from back in the day. Yeah, okay. uh, Meets like being in outer space. Awesome. All right. And uh, and so as the um, the instruments uh, are introduced and the melodies are introduced and the dynamics are introduced, you're getting more color, you're getting more light, you're getting more dynamic of, of light and color. And so it feels like what you're watching is what you're listening to. It's it's a very abstract piece of of, of visual art. Yeah. Perfect. And um, so. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen something that you two did maybe about two years ago or a year and a half ago. Um, there's an app that I'm forgetting right now that I watch a lot of VR on. Um, it's called Within, and uh, there's a there's a there was a U2 um, VR experience that was sort of like a live 
uh, concert. Um, it was only one song, I believe, but uh, Muse has done some VR stuff as well. And so um, I think at the most part, it, uh, bands and artists, musical artists are using VR, like you're saying, to connect the, the artist uh, and the fan in like this sort of, you don't have to be live with us, but this is what it's like to be in a live setting with the band. It's basically like uh, its own universe, you know, of, right, of an exactly. experience. Yeah. And so this is uh, in, in such a way where you could listen to a brand new song uh, of Maze in your home and have a virtual reality experience that, that moves with the music, or you could go to a Maze show and we, when we perform the song live, you can put on the VR headset and be in a room with a bunch of other people. And if they have VR headsets too, they're all experiencing something that's similar, but then different because each, you know, each perspective in VR uh, is its own. You know, I could be looking, you know, uh, behind me to the left while you're looking straight ahead and we would have totally different visuals at the same time. Right. So and uh, it's, it's a way to connect and, and have a community, even though everyone is sort of like in their own, uh vr experience and then at the same time uh this song light only lasts about four four and a half minutes long so it's not like it's it's taking you so deep into vr that you come out and you're kind of uh, <laughs> oriented hopefully that, that's the goal at least now brandon and i we're we're big vinyl junkies and from from my understanding you know may releases you know some previous albums different pressings um on vinyl and so you know Part of the reason why I enjoy vinyl so much is because, um, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, that was almost like a virtual reality because it, not exactly, but you feel like, I like vinyl because you feel like the, the band is like in the room with you. It just gives you a different kind of, um, you know, approach to it. So, um, and vinyl obviously is coming back pretty strong right now. So I think it's a great kind of um, stepping stone to what you guys are doing. And you, you guys have paved, you know, some great pathways in the past. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing how you incorporate all of this uh, with some new music coming up. Um, what I want to know is so this new track that you have uh, coming out here pretty soon, uh, Our Love is a Painted Picture. Is this going to be. I know we're talking about this whole virtual reality thing and everything, but is this going to remind fans of previous uh, music or is this, is the music itself uh, different? Uh, that's a great question. I think that May fans, when they hear this song will hopefully feel like this is the May that they would expect, uh, especially from, you know, uh, a standpoint of us taking such a long break. Um, I've been in the studio, you know, almost daily for the last six years, uh, composing, writing, producing, working with other artists, uh, working on solo stuff. And, uh, you know, as it should be, I think, um, as a 34 year old guy, uh, writing music and and uh and composing um i've learned a whole lot in the last several years especially living in music city surrounded by right dream talent um so that it's it's musical and, and beautiful in a way that you would expect from may especially if you uh are fans of 
uh, songs like um, We're So Far Away yeah. or uh, some of the stuff on Morning, Afternoon, and Evening that is uh, more lush and uh, more storytelling. Our Love is a Painted Picture uh, is definitely uh, a song that takes you on a on a on a very specific journey awesome. and uh, it, it feels like sort of like a single, but it also feels like if you don't have any virtual reality whatsoever, you're going to feel like you were taken on, uh, on a, on a trip on, on a, on an adventure of sorts. And that's sort of been one of the MOs for May for quite some time. When you're yeah. talking about uh, vinyl as well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I wasn't raised, on vinyl, I, I was uh, born in '82, so CDs were, uh, you know, like the brand new technology in the mid to late '80s. Right. That I remember when my stepdad brought uh, our first CD player home. It was like a five disc changing. Yeah. CD, and he probably spent like four hundred bucks on it. <laughs> right? Isn't that insane? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy now that CDs essentially are, are they're not quite obsolete, but I'm sure in our lifetime uh, they could become obsolete. Yeah. Uh, Vinyl is is a very uh, uh, it's an ex, it's an experience for the for the the fan the the music listener you know you're taking out this you know sometimes uh, twelve inch or ten inch seven inch uh, product yeah in a big thick disc it's very it's, intimate you know very the artwork is going to be bigger uh, it's gonna it's gonna translate uh, in a louder way even if it is just uh, a, you know, an illustration or a photograph or right. a painting, or something. It's it's going to mean more because it's going to live, just you know, like you know, square inch wise. It's just going to be bigger. Right. Um, so uh, this is something that uh, we haven't announced, but I'd love to uh, use this opportunity to say that uh, light and our love is a painted picture will be released exclusively on a split seven inch vinyl. Awesome. Uh, we're finishing the. Uh, all of the sort of logistics for that right now. And we should have a, uh, a pre-order available up on our website here in the next, like say two to three weeks. Uh, you'll be able to purchase both digital downloads immediately. So when we perform light uh, and our love is a painted picture in the future, you'll be very familiar with it because you'll be able to listen to it just as a, you know, as an MP3 track uh, in your uh, music player um you'll be able to sing along our loves a painted picture as well but um we'll Fantastic. have a, a seven inch vinyl um available uh for sale up on our website here very soon and uh, hopefully by the time we're at mr Smalls specifically uh in march uh we'll have those available for sale at the show that's awesome um, and, but and... yeah i just really think that vinyl is uh an art um I guess a medium for, for musical art that will like, maybe will trend it'll come and go, but it'll never right. disappear for good because it is like the, the most complete statement that a musical artist can make when giving uh, our music to our audience. I um, agree completely like, with you. Sound quality. It's always going to sound richer and fuller. Yep. Uh, of course you have to have, some of the uh, hardware, like a, a good record player and a right. good set of speakers to hear it the way that uh, it was you know, meant to be listened to on, on vinyl. But if you are collecting vinyl, chances are you've got uh, you know, good headphones, oh, good, yeah. speakers, good hardware, because you're wanting to have that complete musical experience just like you are, just like I am. Um, 
I've been a fan of music and raised uh, by parents who made sure that I had uh, very multi-sensory experiences when it came to listening to music at a very young age. That's fantastic. Now, on your Facebook, um, it was a post for from December 30th of just 2016. Um, it was a photo of test pr- pressings. What music is on those? Is that light and um, the other, Our Love is a Painted Picture? No, actually. So back in 2009, uh, when we did uh, first develop Cell Records as a label for us to put out uh, Maze music, um, we were, uh, the backstory for that is uh, during our capital, our, our relationship uh, with Capital Records. Right. Um, let's see, our first record, Destination Beautiful, we made for free um, in our bass player's studio. We made... Uh, the Everglow with Ken Andrews, who's worked with Paramore and right. Jimmy World and Nine Inch Nails and Blink-182, et cetera. Um, we made that record with a, a tooth and nail budget of like $80,000, which is wow. a great budget, uh, period. Especially during that time, it was a great budget right. and it was an awesome opportunity for us. Well, Capital ended up spending $800,000 on uh, on Singularity, which was uh, the record that we put out with them and as soon as as soon as that record was uh was finished and all of the uh the receipts were paid in full by capital uh they had an implosion and they ended up uh firing like 90 percent of their staff and uh we thought we were in a good situation and not that we needed an eight hundred thousand dollar budget by any (laughs) means we we could have uh we could have worked on a fraction of that right absolutely um But what happened was our record did not get the commercial uh, release that that Capital, you know, which was the reason why we signed with Capital. I mean, Capital had this long history of putting out bands like the Beatles and the Beach Boys and Radiohead and Frank Sinatra and the Rolling Stones and all these artists over the years. And uh, you would have thought we would have thought, which we did think back then, that there was no way that that uh, the music industry's uh, deficiencies were going to cripple a label like Capital. Well, it did. And um, so it was a very dark and interesting time for the band where we needed to self-reflect and we need to figure out why we wanted to keep putting out music. At that exact same time, our keyboard player and our bass player uh, both left the band. Right. And so um, we uh, decided the part ways of management and we were complete free agents and we needed like we needed to have a purge. We needed to figure out uh, if we're getting rid of these things or if our friends are no longer uh, able or, or um, you know, wanting to be in a band with us. What, what do we need to sort of like re-engage the soul? What, what do we need to figure out the heart of why we are a band and why we do what we do. So in 2009, we ended up uh, doing this one song a month campaign where, yeah, that was really cool. If you went to what is every month you would uh, get access to a brand new song. So it took the idea of an album and it's in it like an album cycle or an album release. And it made it over the course of an entire year where, you know, you just knew that if you went to, you know, May's, website in March that you get a new song and then 
you already had one in January, one in February, and then there was another one coming in April. And right. what we did, what we did was uh, we sold those songs directly from our website. We charged you a minimum of a dollar. Right. The reason why we did that is all of the proceeds from the digital download sales were going to charities that we were uh, specifically partnering up with. Yeah. Uh, so we partnered up with Habitat for Humanity and we took that money and we built a home for a family that we met and became friends with in Virginia. And, uh, we would go to the site when we weren't on tour and we weren't in the studio and we would hammer nails and, and, uh, you know, raise, raise studs and, and actually get involved with the physical labor attached with building a home. And it was, it was just a beautiful way for us to see that our music had the ability to reach people in ways that we we never even assumed could be possible and it stoked that fire within us and it it brought us full circle to where we had more passion for may and for uh creating music and for reaching people than we had ever had before and at this point it wasn't uncommon for us to you know be on tour and have fans come to the shows and show us their tattoos where (laughs) They've got Everglow artwork on their arm yeah. or, you know, a Destination uh, B-Sides uh, artwork on their shoulder or something like that. So we were understanding that people were connecting with the music in, in ways that was very mean, meaningful to them. And then also, this was a brand new approach. So since it was released through our website exclusively, since we uh, were doing these one song at a time, uh, we did put out three EPs, morning, afternoon, and evening, uh, which had these songs that came out one month at a time, and then would be extra music, uh, you know, to complete like an, an EP experience and, and give right. our audience something more than just you know four songs per four months. Um, we uh, we wanted to give it a, a proper LP release. So we remixed, we remastered, and in such a way, we almost reimagined the concept of morning, afternoon, and evening to put it on a full-length uh, vinyl record. And so that that test-pressing uh, picture that you see yeah. uh, towards the end of December on our Instagram and Facebook page, that is uh, MAE is what we're calling it, or May, uh, morning, afternoon, and evening right. uh, on LP. That's fantastic. Uh, honestly, Dave, you guys are all over the place in a good way, like really, really trying to do new things. And I just, I couldn't be more excited. And I'm really, really stoked to see what all is coming, you know, here in 2017. I mean, it sounds like the future of, uh, of yeah, everything. This is, I mean, it's you're you're pushing the, the limit of, of what's possible. As far as music, I mean, we, everybody, we always discuss, you know, where music could possibly go, where, it, you know, it's evolved from, you know, what it has all the way back to the 1920s, you know, to, to now, how much farther can music go? And it sounds like you are, are moving into, you know, what the future of music actually is. I've always been very fascinated with uh, what can be done by an artist to... Uh, be, I guess, ahead of the curve when it comes to the way that technologies, right? Uh, the way that an audience is used to interacting and receiving content from an artist. Um, honestly, when we were working on the Everglow back, you know, 11, 12 years ago now, uh, 
we were definitely putting these songs together in a specific way at some point. You know, I think probably 75% of the album was written before we decided, let's put these songs in this order. Let's put a prologue and epilogue. Yeah. Let's make the artwork, uh, you know, tell a story that is going to enhance the record on its own. But I remember specifically a lot of my friends in bands at that time, they were putting out records and they were always so disappointed because their album would get leaked online uh, through BitTorrent sites and yeah. these download sites before uh, the release date. And they were really wanting to have, uh, you know, a successful uh, first week sales. That was really important at the time. And uh, so much of, of the effort when it comes to touring and what the label is doing for the artists, it, it all, uh, you know, is based on a great successful album release and a, a part of the everglow the why uh, the reason why we did that as well was to combat um against leaking and i knew yeah. that if you could put out the entire record online you could put it out one song at a time but there was no way you were going to be able to illegally download the everglow and have the experience that yeah we created for you to have uh, as a listener and as a reader, you know, reading along to the lyrics, it, it made it. So as soon as you heard, if you illegally downloaded the Everglow, as soon as you heard the first track, when, you know, the, uh, the female voice says, you know, you'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this, it was like, well, I don't have the book. I, I can't, right. you know, and maybe it would stop people from taking that approach so whether it be like to survive in the industry whether it be to partner up with another artist who's doing something that you know if we partner up with them the whole is greater than the sum of its parts yep. with you know like a virtual reality piece or something like that we've always wanted to uh be forward thinking and sometimes you know that's a blessing and sometimes it's a curse it's really uh, you know, you can sort of fill your mind with anxieties trying to figure out how to be ahead of something that you don't even know what it is you're trying to be ahead of. And so it's important not to take uh, things too seriously and uh, always remember that the most important thing at the end of the day is the music. And um, a song, an album, uh, an EP, uh, an experience musically will always ring true if it's honest, if it comes from a place of self-expression. And... Uh, if you're really just genuinely trying to connect with, with people and I guess the universe in, in a sense, um, that's what music's always been about for me. It's been as, as spiritual as it is just, you know, I love, I love old Beatles, which is just two minute long pop songs. Yep. You know, like I want to hold your hand, but I also love, I am the walrus <laughs> and a day in the life. And some of these trippier, you know, tomorrow never knows these trippier oh, Beatles yeah. songs that, that don't really feel like pop songs. They feel like strange uh, virtual reality experiences, to say the least, especially right. for back then. Right. So, Dave, you know, typically with the podcast, um, and I was telling you about this a little bit before we started, uh, you know, the recording of this, we like to play a song in its entirety for our listeners and fans to check out. We're going to do this a little bit differently at the end of the podcast when we sign off and everything i'm going to have uh bloom from uh the ep evening play for the listeners to check out because we've just been you know really diving deep into conversation which is fantastic um so i don't want to break the momentum that we have um so 
everyone listening, you know, obviously we're going to be playing Bloom here at the end, but there's a few things um, I want to touch on here before we wrap things up. And you've, you've provided some honestly amazing uh, detailed, um, you know, conversation. So I thank you for that. Now, part of the reason why we wanted to talk to you, Dave, is as we've been kind of alluding throughout this episode about is May is going to be touring in March and as everyone knows, the Spinning Thoughts podcast is based out of Pittsburgh, so May will be coming with Constellations on March the 9th at Mr. Small's Theater. Um, so in the, pa- the the last couple tours that you guys have done were, were sort of in support of like 10-year anniversaries for Destination Beautiful and the Everglow, which fantastic. What is this tour supporting? Or is it all brand new music? Are you pulling in some from those previous albums what can your fans expect from this tour yeah um this is a short run for us this is only about a week's worth of shows uh along with uh pittsburgh or millvale uh pennsylvania i've been to mr small so many times i I love that venue and oh it's fantastic area but um we're playing nashville chicago columbus ohio uh dc norvik virginia our hometown norva um We're, we're really uh, getting out there to promote brand new music. So uh, Our Love is a Painted Picture is the song that we hope uh, May fans and hopefully brand new fans of May will uh, enjoy and, and become very familiar with. And uh, the goal is as soon as uh, our time with that song has run its course to put another song out there in, in, into the world and and see what people think of it. And, uh, you know, I was 20 years old when Destination Beautiful May's first record came out. Wow. And uh, I'll be 35 next month. Well, happy and, early birthday to you. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I've uh, I've lived a very full adult life already, um, just playing music and being around music, producing music, engineering music, all of the above. And um, it's brought me to some wonderful, wonderful places. And uh, I'm super grateful for everything that's done for me. And I feel like there is a new season of May uh, that is just ready to come out. And and I think, you know, you, you'd mentioned earlier that 2016 was maybe not a very good year for a lot of people. And yeah. <laughs> um, I think one thing that's always been really important for us is that we do provide uh songs that uh can bring hope that can yep. uh maybe you know i don't think we're going to give you a bunch of uh answers i don't necessarily think we might be giving you any answers but if we're <laughs> getting you to ask more questions right. and uh and uh you know i think at the end of the day uh love and hope and peace are things that we all need more of especially right now whether you be you know based here in the states or in other parts of the world, uh, you know, the two, the two places I've performed May music in this year, uh, Israel and Indonesia. And um, talk about like conflict and in one area, talk about uh, like spiritual exploration in both, you know, like Israel, obviously Jerusalem is like the uh, the, the birthing place of three different major religions. Right. And and so there's so much conflict as a result of that small area you know, producing three religions. And uh, here in America, we're trying to figure out, you know, 
where we're headed politically. And I think it's <laughs> important for artists to um, not create factions and not create uh, uh, just not expose our differences, but right. come together. And, uh, and that's something that May's always been about. And when I was 20, I had a feeling of that inside of me, but I was just a kid. I didn't have a way to even know some of the things that I know now. And, and saying that I know a lot more than I did then, I also know that I don't really know too much. And I think that's <laughs> important to say as well. But I think that May has a, a platform that is almost, it's almost important that we answer the call. Uh, going to Israel this year was not something that we really pursued on our own as much as it was an invitation for us. Uh, creating light was something that we did because we were asked to do it. Yeah. Uh, and some things have been pursuing May where it feels like we need to answer that call, but we need to do it wholeheartedly and fully. And the best way we can do that is by putting out new music. So as soon as we want to put out a new music, what should we do? Well, our, our sort of like, you know, 15 years of doing it mentality says, well, why don't you get out there and play some shows? So playing these shows in March is just about promoting new music. Awesome. That is um, so exciting. And I know that um, I'm not the only one who feels like that. Like I said, man, uh, it's always interesting. Brandon and I, we play in some bands um, and it's always difficult to sometimes like see the perspective from like the fan perspective, especially for, for a band like me. I mean, again, you guys have created, in my opinion, some really strongly resonating timeless music. So I, and with all this talk that you've provided us great insight on with some of the new platforms and mediums that you're approaching, honestly, I couldn't be more excited um, what's the excitement level from you and in, in the band? Uh, wow. That's, that's a great question. Um, it's extremely strong, you know, going back to just saying, uh, that it's almost like we're being called out to do may, um, you know, you write your first record once, obviously people talk about the sophomore slump that can happen because for the first time you're writing because the label, it wants you to or right. the, the fan base that you've you attracted they're like well, when's the new music coming out and you're kind of writing for a different reason yeah the um, everglow wasn't that for us maybe singularity had a little bit of that going since we were you know sort of under the thumb of a major label and a, yeah. and a big budget and things like that but i've had such a uh renewed love and passion um for songwriting for uh, music and, and just what it what it's always done for me in my life and I know what it does for others you know it doesn't have to be main music that we're talking about just in general just seeing the effect that music has uh, on people whether they're grieving or they're celebrating uh, you know and everything in between it doesn't matter music is like the ultimate soundtrack for life it and, really is and to be at a place where we can give of our our best selves where I can sit in my studio and know all the things that I didn't know three, five, seven, ten years ago and uh, really strive for uh, honestly when it comes to just you know putting the mic in the right place sometimes you know that might not be something that a lot of people pick up on as long as they hear it and believe in it that's all that matters to me but I have such a strong passion uh, 
for for songwriting and there's nothing like songwriting in may for me um i've got a solo project that i put out a few years ago called schematic i work with artists in the studio all the time and that is very fulfilling but it's nothing like working within the the constructs of may working with zach and jacob my bandmates in may and thinking well what is this for what are we doing this for and having such a clear uh piece about why we're doing it that's what's so exciting and uh i'm telling you as humbly as i possibly can i couldn't be prouder of the new music and once it's out there for people to listen to i believe that it's going to make a difference and i believe Hell that yeah. people are going to connect with it and yeah, I'm we just, can't wait to I'm, hear it either man <laughs> i wish i could play it for you guys today um <laughs> I, I, I do promise that uh, once we're getting ready to release it, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link so you can hear it before it goes live. Please do. Honestly, um, I, I am so thrilled to see you guys um, in this groove right now. You have a great direction. And you guys, just on a personal level, May has always been a band that just really spoke to me. And um, I just couldn't be more excited for what's going to be coming down the pipeline here in 2017. So... Dave, awesome. before before we sign off, is there anything else that you want to tell your fans, our listeners, where they can find the band, like on you know, in the socials, or anything else coming down the pipeline here before we sign off? Yeah, sure. Um, whatismay.com is the website. That's where you will be able to check out our new music very soon. That's where you can check out Light right now. Yep. Uh I believe that our Instagram handle is what is may as well. And our Twitter handle is may band. Yep. I don't know why it's not what is may, but maybe a long time ago <laughs> it just wasn't available or something, but, yeah. um, and then you can always just search may and put band after it and we'll always pop up first. But, um, you know, we've been dormant for a long time. So I think I just want to say thank you. Thank you to you guys for uh, being interested enough in us after all these years to want to take time and, and I can definitely uh, feel the excitement that you guys have for what we've been up to. Absolutely. And I'm just super, oh, gra- yeah. super grateful for that and super grateful for the people that have stuck with us all these years. I mean, like I said, I was 20 when our first record came out. I'll be 35 next month. And I feel like the best is still yet to come when it when when it relates to May. And yeah, there's no doubt. I can't believe that I'm saying that, but I I wholeheartedly believe it. So I just want to say thank you. Hey, Dave, thank you for your time. Um, This is going to be a great year for music and especially for May. Like I told you, you know, you guys have put out some music that I I truly believe um, will will really speak to to fans and listeners for for an endless amount of time. So um, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. This has been really fantastic. Um, When we sign off, Dave, I want you to just hang on tight. I'm going to chat off the air for a couple minutes, but please make sure to check out May. Um, There are different dates coming up here in March, especially if you're here in Pittsburgh, March the 9th at Mr. Small's Theater. Dave, we'll definitely be there. We'll try to find you and say hello. Um, But thank you so much for your time, Dave. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Dave, take care of yourself, brother. Once again, we want to thank Dave from May for joining us here on the Spinning Thoughts podcast. We got a lot of really juicy information about what May's got going on in 2017. And I can tell you this much, I'm super 
excited about it. So uh, as I promised halfway through the podcast uh, to end here, we're actually going to play a track from May, Bloom, in its entirety. A little different than what we normally do. We normally just kind of fade out, but we're going to play the full track of Bloom for you here as we sign off. But before we check it out, make sure you check us out by following the Spinning Thoughts podcast on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. Our website is spinningthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Signing off from the Spinning Thoughts podcast, this is Angelo and Brandon. We can't wait to do this again. Thank you so much. Peace out.
himself to us, but now we are. 